0: Are friends or family more important? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. thinking people's thinking people welcome to the overthinkers home for the creative intellectual where the family that stares unflinchingly into the void together stays together i am your host joseph holmes filmmaker film critic lazy overachiever and with me as always is my gratuitously gregarious co-host nathan clarkson
1: actor author filmmaker and um <laughs> big fan of my family. <laughs> <laughs>
0: cool. cool, family man. I don't family have kids man. but I'm right. a big old family man. You know what, that is, it's so, I, I'm very impressed with your your, your uh, self-descriptions lately. They are yeah. so witty and on, on point. Yes, exactly. Well, speaking of which, today we are going to be talking about whether friends or family are more important. But first, if people enjoy this episode, Nathan, where can they go to support us and engage more with our Overthinkers community? they can go to the overthinkersjournal.com where they can find
1: out more about your hosts. We have some posts and we have um, upcoming live events that you can learn all about there. And we actually have one coming up right here in New York City in November um, where people will be getting together. It's a mixer. It's where overthinkers can come and drink some sparkly things while talking to other creative intellectuals. And whether you live in New York City or you're nearby or you live in another country, please check out the event We would love to see you face-to-face at this event uh, in the the middle of November. So go to the overthinkersjournal.com and check it out. It's going to be so much fun. This is our first live event, and we would love to have you. Um, You can also, if you can't join the live event, you can go to our Overthinkers private Facebook group where 1,200 other overthinkers just like you are gathered together, posting memes, articles, and having great discussions about deep and fun things. So please head, head over there. And also, if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review it really does help us so much and share with a friend
0: awesome wow that was a lot of things you got through all of them um also Boom. if everybody if you we will probably be posting the um the event uh invitations uh on our private facebook group as well so you yes can probably find uh, find that there as well so we please go to the overthinkers journal go to the facebook group we'd love to have you there live like i said i would really just love to have you part of the community so Thank you very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So now we are talking about friends and family. So, friends and family are arguably the two most important kinds of relationships in most people's lives. Yet, there has been a huge shift in recent decades between which of these relationships get the highest priority. Used to be the family would be the first priority of friendships, whether that was the family you were born into when you were young or the family you made for yourself when you got married. But as marriage rates decline and more young people move to cities, more and more people are making their friends circle their primary family. The Atlantic piece, The Happiness Recession, found that as marriage rates have gone down, the investment in friends and friendships have gone up. You can see this reflected in shows like Friends, which popularized the friends as family model in mainstream culture, or the phenomenon of replacing Thanksgiving with Friendsgiving. Some think tanks and places like the Institute for Family Studies think this is a bad thing, warning that deprioritizing family is deeply dangerous for society, particularly for children who need stable relationships to thrive. Meanwhile, documentaries like Vox's Monogamy Explained and articles like David Brooks's The Nuclear Family Was a Mistake argue that the nuclear family is a failed model that needs to be replaced by forged families or friends as families model, and that children are better raised collectively by society than by independent parents. Nathan, you and I both have been very blessed to have good relationships with both friends and our family what do you think both add to your life if you had to choose which is more important and do you think that this trend to prioritizing friends over family is better or worse in the long run this is an interesting discussion because it's
1: conflating two things I feel like are entirely unique and needed Mm. um and and that's why it's so interesting to me because well, there's a lot of history and culture talking here that we should probably go into that's informing everything we're going to say, that's informing everything the world is saying, it's informing how yeah. people feel about this. Like you mentioned, um, uh, with the declining of marriage, uh, you have people moving to the cities, we see that the, the, the emphasis on the importance of family has started declining in recent years and uh, you know, recent decades. And we see um, this new emphasis being put on forging your own families uh, out of friends, out of communities that you find around work or whatever right. it might be. Now, I think there's one thing that you that you left out that I do think is a part of this. Hmm. And, and me being the, the psychological psychology nut, I, I feel like I should mention because I don't think it's just a decline in marriages that is to blame. And I don't think it's just kids moving to the city that is to blame. I do think these are factors in it, but I don't even think those are the main factors, to be hmm. honest. I think that, and this is, again, my, my own Nathan Clarkson hypothesis and um, theory, is that the real, the real thing to blame here, why families are no longer important to people in society, is because many, many, many people grew up with bad experiences in yes. family. And so I think a lot of times people leave and go to the city, not necessarily us, um, but very often because they don't have anything keeping them, because they didn't have a, fr- a strong family culture. Many of the, the people I knew who grew up in a who grew up in a strong family culture actually end up staying close to their family in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Or. And um and so I think a lot of this actually comes down to people experiencing terrible things from their family and not getting from their family uh, of origin the things that that we are intrinsically oriented to need and desire. And I think a lot of this new idea of um, trying to forge a family out of friends is really just damage control. It's because yeah. I wasn't given what I was supposed to be given for my family. So I I still need these things. I need love and acceptance and unconditional love and acceptance. I need value. Yeah. I need to find my place. I need my role. I need support systems. And so in lieu of having that and where you were ought to where you were meant to have that, how yeah. God created it, I think, you you essentially these people are forced to go find it other places. Yeah. And so that's why I think that's one of the main, I think deepest soul at the, you know, at the root of it reasons why people um, are are seeking these out and and prioritizing these is because they were never actually given a vision of what a good family is. So they have to create their own families out of these um, friends and, and other places and the places they are. Now, that being said, I alluded to earlier the fact that we're talking about two different things because you yeah. talked about friendship and family. And I think in my life, just speaking anecdotally, both have been Vitally important. Yeah. And I would not be the man I am today. I would not have the, especially the healthy parts of me. Um, yeah. There are a few unhealthy parts, but you know, <laughs> the healthy parts of me are a result of having both. Yeah. Um, and I look back and, and I'd say that ultimately I think that my early childhood and throughout teens and even throughout my adulthood, having that strong family center, yeah. someone I People I knew I could depend on, people I actually enjoyed, who loved me, who unconditionally loved me, that I think was if if you were put on a scale, probably had bigger impact um on my life. But that doesn't mean that my friends throughout life no. haven't been vitally important, especially as I left home. It wasn't didn't get to be around my family, I didn't right. have that support system. The friends are the people who um who in a, in an entirely different way filled those those needs in my life. So both my family and the friends I've had in my life are deeply important to my journey and the man that I've become and the man I want to become. And I think both are incredibly necessary. I think you see this also um, reflected in scripture. And I think you also see this reflected in psychology. You can see a million tests about how important your family of origin is and how effective it ends up being on your health or unhealth for the rest of your life you know we yeah. talk about uh, we don't even realize this but even as early as a couple weeks years old or even the first day you start learning these things um, and start uh, either being given the things you need or being kept from the things you need and yeah. learning how to cope with that and so i'd say both of these are vitally important and i think there's i don't know if it's a disservice that's the wrong thing Um, But I think when we lose the value for family, we're losing the value for ultimately humanity and how we're made. Um, And psychology backs me up on this. But that being said, we live in a broken world. We live in a fractured world where I'd say many of us, maybe even now the majority of us, do not grow up in families that offer us or give to us what family was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And I have deep, deep sympathy. And I know this is coming from a privileged place because I did have a good family. Yeah. I did have a whole family who loved me, not perfect, but really um, supported me and valued me. And so it, it's hard to talk about this because I was given something that so many people yeah. were not. And so while I say that nothing can ever replace a family, I do understand um, that that's not a reality for many, right. many, many people in this world and so i understand the need to well you know that's great that you had a good family but i don't have that option so i do have to forge the family yeah. i think my worry is that if we prioritize one or the
0: other um then we're not going to see the importance of both sure i you know you brought up a lot of really good things there that i i i, I firm uh first of all <laughs> I also grew up, you know, with a very good family that I'm very, very blessed to have, but also, you know, really value my friendships, you know, and, and really became the person I am because of both the, you know, the first like, you know, couple decades of my life, you know, I had, it was primarily my closest relationships were my family. And sometimes almost exclusively because, you know, I was homeschooled and we moved around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, homeschoolers. <laughs> homeschoolers, yeah. But like, you know, again, when you're homeschooled and you move around a lot, you know, you don't have time always, you know, to build and maintain, you know, f- deep friendships over long periods of time. And so yes. the people that knew me best, you know, wherever I went, and who I had that shared history with shared sure knowing and knowing and being known and loved I had for my family. Then of course, I moved to New York City. And I got, you know, and then in my family, you know, was there part of the time was there in New York City, but also for a lot of it wasn't. And so my main source of community were my friends. And for somebody who did not have long-term, overtime, deep community bonds with a solid group of friends um, growing up prior to that. I would have one or two wherever I would live. But, um, you know, that was like, you know, a shot of adrenaline in the arm. I was like, oh my gosh, like I have people who I can choose to be friends with based on shared values, shared experience, yes. shared kind of experiences, shared vision for life, and same way of looking at the world that, that I can choose, like I, I'm gonna be around this person not because of our shared history and being born into it, but I'm gonna be around this person because I want to in that way. And curating that community is what I never got to do before. And so the the importance of being able to curate that community, have the friends you are with because you like them mm. and the people who are there because you have that shared history and because you actually came out of that family or have um, are both incredibly important things. I think that and there, you brought up a couple of things which I think are very interesting. I want to make sure we touch on. One is sort of the the why now for the replacing uh, is is the issue it comes with trying to replace one with the other. Um, yes. we see and we see it both ways. One of the things a lot of people have talked about is the difficulty that married women are having because their husbands don't have any friends, and so they have to mm-hmm. be all of the relationship for their husband Tell them to start a podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. No, it'll, it'll quick, it'll bring their friendships in real quick. But no, so that's the thing is that so marriages do suffer when you don't have, you know, other friends with which to hold that relationship with. Mm -hmm. But there is also a problem when you try to replace family with friendship. And you know, this is something that I experienced as somebody who, you know, was my main source of community was friends. Is that I mean, there's a bunch of different problems with it that come uh, that come in trying to replace it. One of them is that you know, um, you know, people say that friends are the family you choose, but there's another way of saying that family are the friends who stay. Um, because one of the things is that most of the deep friendships I've had who are in the city. They have left for one reason or another, either because of work, mm. either because they had to, you know, prioritize their families and raising their children in a place that, you know, where they could afford to be.
1: Selfish. Selfish. Selfish.
0: But the thing is that there are always things when you have a friendship that's uh, that are going to come first in many respects, whether it's work, whether it is their families or something else. And there is that difference between covenantal relationships, where it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be in a relationship with you, regardless of whether I like you, regardless of whether, you know, for, you know, for better, for worse, for sick of poor. whether that's, you know, marriage or whether that's your kids or adults. It's like, you know, part of the reason, again, I primary community with, was with, um, you know, friends were doing, but still I did have emotional support from my family back home, even when they were, you know, I did have sometimes financial support from family back home. Like there are certain things that are the, to have and to hold for richer, for poor that, you cannot always get from friends. And now you can't say, well, why can't we get that from friends? Well, go ahead, go ahead. I ran into-
1: Well, I was going to jump in there real quick and say, um, I might sound like an old prude, but this is one reason I'm such a huge fan of marriage, even though it is difficult and even though it is hard, is because you mentioned the covenantal relationship aspect. And this is, you know, the reason I'd suggest people don't cohabitate isn't because I'm like, oh, it's sin and (laughs) you're bad and you shouldn't do that. It's because I've noticed- that when someone gets, uh, when there's a marriage present, you're basically agreeing, I'm here no matter what.
0: I'm gonna be right by your side no matter what.
1: And that's the family bond that you have. So when you marry someone who was previously a friend, um, you are saying, now I am family. We are tied together forever. And that's what a family is. Where a friend, it's not that, yeah, it's hard to say. A friend can leave, like you said. Friends are valuable and good. But the reason I'd say don't cohabitate isn't because all it's sin. It's because it's not, because there's always going to be that possibility that um, that that you'll be alone. Right. Where when you make this covenantal decision, it's I'm here for better or for worse, no matter what. And that's the beauty of ultimately family. And that's when when you right. get married, you ultimately say, now we're family. And that's the beauty of family is that you, you can't leave. We're bound right. together forever. And that's a frustrating thing, but it's also a beautiful thing. And there's also one thing I just want to mention before you Please. continue is also the consistency of narrative. And this has yes, been brought up yes. by a lot of different people psychological. A lot, yeah. yeah. For someone to know you since you were born and to watch yeah. the entire story of your life is a really valuable thing. To know yeah. you at every single stage of your life and to also to love and support and encourage you at every single yeah. stage of your life, to know everything about you is a really <clears throat> valuable um,
0: thing that you, that you can't find um, right. elsewhere, really right no absolutely 100% and again there there's yeah there's there's a lot we can go into the um ha- so the continuity of narrative the covenantal i'm here no matter what is something that every person needs and you need yes. that when you're a child and you need that when you're an adult. Um and of course also the people that you curate in your life are things that you need. You you need those both of those things in order to be a healthy, well-rounded person. Now people can say, well, why can't you make your friends a covenantal relationship? Where it's like, okay, say, well, you can, obviously, but there's a reason that you haven't done that yet. Marry them. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, that's there, there's a reason that that mo- the most of you listening people haven't done that with your friends yet, which is because mm. that once you do that, you can only do that with so many people before it's like you know, well, well, who do we pick when somebody gets a job opportunity? Who do we pick gets to move away from everybody else? Yeah, you know, it's like you can only do that with so many people and you know, if you ever plan to want to have a sexual relationship, it's going to kind of have to be that person that you do that with, that, that you say, okay, we're going to be sticking together no matter what. Um, the, there's one of the things I want to get, now again, so there, there is that, now there is models for doing it, however, again, like monasteries and nunneries were built actually partly to be like single people who didn't plan to get married, So didn't plan to have that other relationship they were going to prioritize being together, worshiping God and building community together is a model. um, But they made a vow together as well. But also people can leave the monastery. They can. Yes, that is also true. They can leave the monastery now. So you see now. So there's there's a couple of also different kind of questions here um, because we talked sort of about our experience and, 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 you know, philosophy, sort of like it was like the covenantal versus the, I, it's, it's, I don't want to say transactional because friendship is not transactional, but there is something that is not, it isn't always transactional, but the covenantal, like I can't leave versus I can leave relationships. Not inherently, inherently eternal. Right, yes, it's not
1: inherently f- forever, yeah. Um, but we we talked about the strengths of the family, yes, right? The yes. covenantal, the unconditional, and the consistency of narrative. And I'd love to go more into that too. Right. Um, but I think it's also so, uh, kind of self-evident why it's so valuable. But I also want to talk about, if real yeah. quick before we move on, w- the value of friends as yes. well and why they're different things. Now, I was encouraged in my family, even though we had a strong right. family culture, to make friends, yes, and to go out and find friends, and I found things in my friends that I didn't find in family, yeah. and vice versa. Both yes. of them served needs that I had, and um, but I don't think either one could have served all needs.
0: No. Well, again, like I mean, you know, I'll just you know, pitch us for a moment. I'm mean, again, the our weekly podcast nights are an amazingly beautiful thing. One of the things I think that is amazing about friends, again, sorry, I sort of alluded to this at the beginning, is. Again, the ability to, the curation part of it is like, look, I'm choosing you because I, like, we have things in common that you bring something out of me that I want to expand. We're able to partner in projects in a way that I can't, like, you know, partner with my, you know, my mom or dad or sister with. Like, there are things that we can't, that you, Nathan, bring out of me that they don't that i'm choosing i want to bring out in myself there's yeah. a way that we can partner together that i can't partner with you know my sister or mom as wonderful people as they are because they're different people that i choose i want to partner and have this kind of collaboration with and that's again i've had that with so with other people too where it's like oh this is something that you bring out of me that i mm. want to see in myself and that I, if that because I'm choosing you, I get to see in myself and get to life I get to have because I get to share your vision of the world, your vision of life with you. Um, that's, I think, one of the big, yeah. big, big things that they can, you can choose people who add to your life in particular ways. Yeah, that, that's
1: something I was going to touch on as well Is the beauty of friendship that you don't have as much in family, is you might love your family might get you the consistency narrative and value and all these wonderful things that we talked about, um, but we also uh, we need to find people who have our shared interests. I know that sounds so shallow, um, but when you go through life, you want to be going through with people who are passionate about the things you're passionate about, who are excited about the things you're excited about. And um, to do that, you do have to go out into the world and find other people and communities who are doing that. And again, I keep on reiterating this, but, um, but, but my friend groups who does that for me gives me something my family doesn't. Absolutely. And my family gives me something my friends don't. And right. so it's interesting to watch this culture trying to conflate both. Because right. you know, there's something else I haven't touched on um, either is you know, everyone's talking about, oh, you make your friends your family. That's pretty rare too, to be honest. Because most yes. people I know are going, I'm really lonely and I can't make friends. Yeah. I don't know where to find them. I don't know how to make them at work. I can't find mm-hmm. anybody who has anything in common with me. Yeah. And, um, and so th- that's a real issue too, is that even when you have the power to curate, sometimes you very often, you won't even be able to.
0: Well, that's, that's something would definitely want to, want to touch on. Um, and, and I want to go through some, cause that's re- really interesting. Again, this, this idea of trying to replace one or the other is deeply problematic again. So you have, you have articles like, you know, I alluded to at the beginning, David Brooks you know, why the nuclear family was a mistake. And it's interesting. He goes through this whole history of how what's fascinating about the article is to me is that he starts out by actually giving a good argument for why families need a support system historically like families mm. need a support system of extended families and other friends yes. of so being integrated in communities and he shows how that model is where where it used to be the historical effective model. And then during the 20th century, because of the industrial revolution and various other changes, the nuclear family became separated from the extended family and things like that. And then he goes and says, so the solution is we should replace the family with forged friendships and family. And I was like, wait, hold on. You just went through this whole thing about how the reason that the problem was that we didn't have families that were networked and full and connected with other people. And now you're saying that the solution is to just get rid of the nuclear family. That doesn't make any sense. But this is the thing. So there's a lot of so a, a lot of the things. or again, with the you know Vox explained. There's uh, at all attempts that a lot. There's a lot. And there's been different articles that responded to both you know the Vox video and the uh, and the David Brooks article talking about you know one was like you know explaining monogamy to Vox or another you know or or the it, uh, Institute for Family Studies did one with on uh, the David Brooks that talked about the models of trying to raise children or trying to be, uh, to, to raise children or to have societies without that family bond. Typically, and in se- severe abuse of children, because you have the one alpha male who gets to kind of decide how all the children are raised. I was
1: waiting till we talked about cults. By the way, we're going to yes. do a whole episode on culture. Yes, cults. But cult is essentially the extreme of trying to make a covenantal relationship out of friends.
0: When I join an underground cult, I expect a little support from my family. Yes, actually, that's an excellent point. Because you, know, you have the one alpha male who basically decides all how all the children are raised, and there's no protection for the children. From that person saying, "Well, no, that's their kid. You don't get to treat their kid that way." You know, again, we we have abuse, like again, of children in our society today. But yes. part of the reason that you know the societies you can only find like small tribes way off somewhere who who've done the model of all co-parenting is because of the massive abuse that happens. Again, the other mm. thing, as you alluded to, sword so cults, the other models of okay, we're going to have. Um, Friends as family, it's all like co relationships. Is it ends in blood? Like again, use the like Mm. those societies typically end in massive violence because people want to pair off into tighter communities of families of pair bonding between you know marriage partners and things like that. And you know, again, so it's it's those things don't work. And again, we've we have a lot have a lot of data. The village
1: raising the kid is. Do you make a democracy about how the kids should be raised? Do you vote (laughs) on everything? No, the, 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 the organization of a mom and dad raising a kid is you are of one flesh and of one mind and so you can cohesively i'm not saying perfectly we're human no, no, no. cohesively make decisions about your family raising the family that an entire village would be a constant war about right, and yeah. i think it would get really messy it does no and and, that, and the kid would be raised with a thousand there would be no consistency there no, are a thousand
0: different ways when you've talked about one. you've talked about this and we've talked about this before the the amazing thing about us, about having parents who got to know us well enough to know what we how we would actually be best loved, how we can be best affirmed, how we can best and and the thing is again like there's there's a lot of people have done stuff on this. You should read um, "Being There" by uh, mm-hmm. New York psychoanalyst Dr. Erica Commissar, or her um book, or her article in the Wall Street Journal, uh, the uh, politicization of motherhood. Or you've got Warren Farrell, who um, Dr. Warren Farrell, or you know, there's a lot of people who are the Institute for uh, Family Studies. There's a lot of people who've done compilations of these studies that we're talking about about how children, again, parents bond with their children chemically uh, yes. when they have, in order to be that better sensitive to their needs and what their needs are. And you know, again, one of the things I always tell people is that you know the psychological damage that when a family goes bad. Is act also mm. much worse than when friends go back. You know, people are not oh, in therapy. For, yeah. People are not in therapy for years because their friend group broke up. They're in therapy for years because their family broke up or their family abused them. You know, and at, that shows you the power
1: precisely that your family of origin <sighs> has on you. It's a
0: family. And and the thing is, there are people, you know, there are people who will say, and this is the thing, and that's the thing is, you you, you touched on this, you know, um, the fact. Okay, this is why people leave their families and their family units is when they get super toxic. We talked about this in the personality test episode. If you're in a toxic, you know, situation, like it's much better to have friends as family than be in a toxic. Well, um, and, and I want to jump off here because I because yeah. I, I worry that we could be coming off
1: privileged or, yes. or even detached. Yes. Um, and so I want to jump in a little bit too, because I imagine as someone, and, I, and I, many of my friends are, yes. who you and I were, were blessed enough and, I, and yeah. I think lucky enough to be born yes. into families we actually like and who like yes. us. Um. Again, neither of our families are perfect, yeah. but we, we were blessed to have that. And that is not something that everyone has. And very often, even maybe at least half of the time or majority of the time, even perhaps, um, people don't have that. And yes. probably many of our listeners didn't have that. Yes. They didn't have Sally Clarkson for a mom. They yeah. didn't have Clay Clarkson for a dad. They didn't yeah. have what I was given. Yeah. And so I want to be sensitive here and understanding. I'd say, well, everyone should just have a family. and right. so, you know that, that, Because the reality is, again, I mentioned this earlier, we live in a broken world in which families are fractured, abuse happens, yes. toxicity exists. And so I want to go over a little bit. Okay. So yes. you've told Reasons us why. That, yeah. that, well, yeah, well, family's good. Great. Okay. I didn't have that. Right. I I I never will. What do I do now? Yes. All the only option I have is friends. And now yeah. you're telling me, well, I can never replace family. What do I do with that information? Yeah. And so I, I stand by everything said, but I also want to explore a little bit. What do you do, Joseph? Yeah. If you find yourself um having not ever had yeah. that and, and you won't. You missed your chance to have a good family you, you sure. weren't given that. And now the only option you have is to forge it somewhere else what do you do in that situation what are, what are some things i think we can think about moving forward yeah. that we can that we can build what we need at very yeah. least vibe and grow um and deal our hurts from not having that what are ways we can move forward that
0: absolutely that? I, that's an excellent point that's definitely uh why i spent sort of the, the last like you know section of this talking about um, because again like you know first of all again if if you're in any kind of abusive relationship particularly with family or a really toxic than you, any port in the storm kind of mentality. It's yes, like, and if if run, if, if, run. It's like if all you can have as a support system after is friends as family, that is a million times better than that. And that's yes, you know, and absolutely. So, that, so again, it's not necessarily going to have some of the things we mentioned. It's like, but again, it will have the things we have mentioned about being able to have support system that's curated, that's, you know, of people that are actually healthy for you, that if they are toxic, you can leave, you know, easily, you know, and that are actually doing these like. So that is a good thing. It's not the best thing. It is a good thing. Um, I also say one thing I would say is find other families yes. that you can adopt as your own. You know, this is something that and be I, adopted and be adopted as their by own. them as, our, and this is the thing that again irritates me a lot more about it, some of these conversations. because Again, my some of my best relationships as a single person. Again, I've been I'm single, and I have been single. You know, very long time. I spent my majority of my time in New York being single. The most stable relationships, the most fulfilling relationships, typically are in other families that have adopted me into their own, because they have that continuity of narrative with themselves, that stability with themselves and their values and their um, their trajectory of life. And they can give me that kind of family stability and continuity of narrative that I don't have while I'm, you know, while I'm in the city and away from my family. And, which and many people might have never had. And many people might have never had. And so that's something, find a family that can essentially adopt you. Like, maybe not in physics, in, but that's the big thing that I would say. Now, another thing I would say is, of course, you need that. I also say that, you know, if you can, you know, again, joining a church or some other wider network of families is also a hugely important thing. It's one well, of the- and I suggest church. I'm going to jump off in this Did real quick. You?
1: I only suggest church, and I struggle with church. You've heard oh, of course, my you. church episode. But the, the concept of church is really beautiful because it's not transactional. Right. And so... We oftentimes forge relationships at work or with their peers or networking if you're in L.A., Um, but find relationships that don't have a transactional aspect to them because once the giving and getting is done, there's not going to be a lot left there. But find relationships within – and that's why church is so beautiful because it's not a place – I guess some people use it – that you go to um, get something, you know, to – uh, find people you can get something out of. Um, you know, I'm not talking about support, I'm no, talking no, about yeah. money or, you know, that right, kind right, of thing. Yeah. You're going there to be a part of a body, to be a quote right. unquote family. So find whether that's church, I don't can't think of any other institutions to do this. Right. But if you can um, find um, another institution do that, that well. fills
0: those other needs, like then for what we're talking about specifically right now, like that's that's what we're looking for. Some network community of families and people who are not transactional relationships. And say I want to talk specifically, there's an article that talks very specifically about this, because it's the um, one I alluded to earlier, the, oh, it's in the Atlantic, uh, what was it called? Oh, yeah, the happiness recession. Um, Because one of the things they talk about, they do this link to the fact that investment in friendships has gone up, but happiness has gone down. And it's gone down, they found, particularly because people are not, you know, again, this is very complicated, subject, but people are not in these long term sexually intimate monogamous relationships is one of the almost one of the driving factors. Basically, one of the reason, big reasons for that is because they're not in a network of they're not people don't go to church. Anymore, so they're not able to be plugged into a network of people that can introduce them to long-term relationships like that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to jump off. On, oh, go ahead, yeah, finish, I'm going to jump off on that. So the thing is, again, that if you, what you need is that long-term narrative, and one of the best and the one of the main reasons you don't have it, I mean, is you don't have access to a place where you have these long-term uh networks people can meet each other in that way go ahead in a A
1: non-transactional
0: in non-transactional yes. uh,
1: because uh, relationships that can be forged
0: well as because there's a Hollywood reporter did an article it's like why nobody has friends in Hollywood it was basically as Uh, because all the relationships in Hollywood are transactional and competitive
1: that's interesting well and I want to add to this um so, you know, the question being, okay, well, I wasn't given a, a good family, right. never had that. How can I, but I still have these needs and desires you're me that are intrinsic to my humanity. Right. How can those ever be fulfilled? Because I didn't have that. Right. Um, I love what you said about adoption. And yeah. we think about adoption in narrow terms that, you know, it's a legal thing and you do it when you're yeah. a kid. No, adoptions for all of us. Adoptions is yes. anyone who needs to be a part of a family yeah. um, and needs that that family love and value find other families, families of yeah. this world, well, or couples or whoever it is to bring you into their context, into their security, mm-hmm. into their yeah. um, their context of support yeah. um, and be a part of them and ask them to be part of you. Uh, I know it won't fulfill like the, you know, your family of origin, but that is a beautiful thing that I think, and also if you do have a family, go searching yes. for yes. orphans, adult orphans, go searching yes. for people who need you. If you have a find home adult and a family- orphans who need you, yes. Invite them in, feed them, have fun with them, let them be a part of your lives. My mom did this to many um, young women who didn't have families or came from very hard families or whatever it is, and she invited them into our home to take part in our family, so they could feel that support, they could feel that love, they can feel that again that consistency of narrative, um, yeah. over a long period of time. And so that is something so valuable. I'm so glad you said it. And adoption is such a huge part, yeah, and concept in scripture. Yeah, uh, you know, God says that He adopted us into a family, and that's yes. what the church is. It's a collective of adopted people into the kingdom yes. of God, into the fathership of and, and you know parenthood of God. Yes. And so that is a beautiful thing. I also will say, and this is this is more difficult, um, and it's it's a lot harder, but um another way to find family, even if you've never had it, is to get married. Yeah, And um, this, I think, and I've seen this happen yeah. many times that people who came from broken families or families that that hurt them or that they never want to talk to again, end up in marriage. And you have to be careful. I'm not saying make a God yeah. or a, a but no. when you get married, you are now in a family and you have yes. found that family. You, like we talked about earlier, about like covenantal relationships, you are now bound to someone who's bound to you in a way um, that is similar and like um, mothers and fathers and sisters yeah. and brothers that they it can't be broken. Yes. Um, and, and that's, you know, it, it can be unfortunately, but i only out of the hardness of hearts. It's yeah. not meant to be broken when you make these vows. And that's why I think if you, can go about your life and look for someone with whom you want to be family with, not, Oh, they're so attractive or, Oh, they're really cool. Or, Oh, they're so, you know, we get no with, with whom you want to be family with. Yeah. That will be a step towards having that family you might've never had. And I've also seen just practically speaking um, very sometimes individuals, spouses who come from a strong family background when they marry someone who doesn't have a strong yeah. family b- background, their that family, not just the spouse, but their entire family, is able to envelop and accept and bring in that person who yeah. never had a family into a family. So now they actually do have a family. We are family. They do have that. You 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 hold, you have our last name. You are now yeah. a part of us. You you bear our. Um, yeah, we're all in this together now, and so I think marriage is a beautiful way to yes. redeem and find family, yeah. even if you've
0: never had it. <laughs> and then one last thing, anything? Would you something you want to say on that? No, I will say that a lot of people are afraid that because you know their parents broke up, mm. that. Um, first of all, their marriage, you know, will fall apart that they don't know, they don't know how yes, to do it in the and so they're yeah. afraid of that happening to them. And they think that they're going to be they think that that they will be more miserable um, you know, there than if they they just stay single and they don't. And the thing is, that happens less often than people think it does. The fact your mm-hmm. own parents' um lack of success in marriage, particularly if you've done the work of actually. You know, going to therapy and being growing. Like part of a net, yeah and growing and being part of a network of people be uh, letting yourself be adopted to somebody else's family um and getting their support happens less often than you think and and it is, and I think that that's being able to say like finding that network of of families that getting their support, and then, like you said, being married and actually building that narrative for yourself is a redemptive thing that will restore what is broken in many ways as long as you don't make it as long as you again i will say have god at the center of it um yes but that the thing is like, like a christian story oftentimes people what i think is beautiful about it is it doesn't try to say that um you know this world is evil and what's in the world is evil and we have to escape it what it says is creation, fall, redemption, and restoration is like what Mm. is broken is going to be restored. And so the path forward is not to say my family was broken and therefore I'm going to replace it with something else. It's I'm going to restore the thing that was broken, either being adopted into other families, either being part of a network of families or, and creating a family for myself. I think so. It's that, that aspect of creating family for yourself is something that people really don't like hearing but is and is not for everybody people can remain single forever and that's great but it's a huge part that people often miss and i think is very important so good
1: yeah and then lastly if all else fails yes (laughs) that's funny way to say it um i do think that there are some friendships there are friendships that when given enough time and dedication and health um can begin to resemble families. Yeah. Now, I think unfortunately a lot of people say this too quickly and too earnestly yeah. and they look for people, but I do think that there are, and, and really the only test is time, but yes. I think the it, short of getting married oh. or finding other families to be part of and being adopted into or having a family you grew up with, I do understand and I even support very heartily find just one or two friends Yeah. Um, but but i'd suggest that you look for health in them yes. are they people who are dedicated to you who like you on your good days and bad who yeah. emulate those aspects of family yeah. who like you on your good days and bad who support you who show up who are there yeah. and are they people who do this and bring out the best in you are the people who have do this and have done this over a long period of time yeah. and i think that that can also be a healing factor um and and can in the friend in the friend context provide and satiate some of those familial desires and needs um but i do think good friends are rare you know anna Anna, Anna (laughs) of green gables said she's always looking for a kindred spirit i think kindred spirits are rare and difficult and so i would say is don't don't assume too quickly that some of the kindred spirit really test it and give it time and look at, uh, at the again the yeah. consistency of there does this person bring out the best of me you know and over a lot and show up over a long period of time and i do think there actually is some really strong and beautiful familial aspects there given enough time given enough insight into the people you choose to be in relation with
0: i totally agree and i'm i'm glad that that Friendship with me has taught you this. I'm going to take all, all of the credit. Um don't. Hey man, don't we're don't, like 70 podcasts in. So yeah, we're getting there. This is a commitment at this point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Well, awesome. Well, this is this is this was great. And I, I think that we'll definitely do a podcast at some point about actually how to build friendships and and focusing yes, on that specifically. Because that is something By the way, and that- I want to reiterate. Both are really important. Yes, friendships you are need so both. deeply important. You need both. And, and it's just, family
1: is deeply it's important. It's just right
0: too. now, the culture is trying to f- use friendships to replace family, which is why yes. we're kind of emphasizing that aspect of it. You can't replace either. You need both. Listen, protein and carbs are both really important. <laughs> yeah. you need both. Now, in this scenario, which is protein and which is carbs?
1: <laughs> I'm thinking family is protein. That's the steak. And I'm thinking friends are like the rolls and mashed potatoes. You know okay. what I mean? I, I am makes glad sense. It makes to be, sense to me.
0: I am glad to be rolls and mashed potatoes with you.
1: Nathan. You are rolls and mashed
0: potatoes, and I mean that is a high compliment, Joseph. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> well, this is this has been f- great. I, I've really enjoyed this. And please, guys, if you have uh, a story, pushback, a story about this, or a way that we have something we didn't address that you think should be addressed to this topic, and think that, or or a, your own story that you want to share, please send us a message at the overthinkers journal or at the uh, at the at the our private facebook group we'd love to hear talk about it and maybe we'll do another follow up episode you know on this topic yeah. as well because i know this is a sensitive <clears throat> subject and it affects literally everyone literally and everyone. so and again we are
1: open to being wrong and we want to yeah. learn and we want to grow in these things we've noted and we also want to note one more time that we do come from a position of yeah. privilege and we want your insight and perspective yes. on this um maybe from someone who didn't grow up in the in and I think, this, less of the is same it, kind
0: of families we had it comes from the sense of which we we know how good we had it and we want yes that to be extended to everyone and we think it's yeah. worth extending to everyone um but like nathan just said it also makes us blind to some ways in which there are flaws in the system that can be improved in other ways and so we we would love you
1: and that some people have perspective we just do not we just so So we'd
0: love to hear feedback we're not
1: saying facts we're just saying from our perspective and we'd love to hear from you so (laughs) yeah
0: yeah please Please, yeah would love to hear from you anyway absolutely all right so On to blesses and curses, which so now, of course, as always, it is something, some piece of art, media or resource on this topic, which we uh, which uh, we want to recommend or to tell you to stay the heck away from. So, uh, Nathan, do you have any blesses and or curses on the topic of friends versus family? I do. I have I
1: have a couple blesses. And a couple of curses. Um, the curses is actually more difficult. Yeah. Um, but first, thing, I'm going to bless something that I actually mentioned in the episode, and it's something I grew up on, and I imagine a lot of our listeners probably grew up on mm. too. But and you'll be like, oh my goodness, but no one seems to know modern culture. No one talks about it. Yeah. It's so funny. But it was such a big part of my childhood. Oh yeah. And it actually gave me a really beautiful, healthy vision for family. But it, it's a TV series called Road to Avonlea, and uh, that yes. and the TV series is actually a break off. Of the movies *Anne of Green Gables* and *Anne of Avonlea*, which are inspired by the Lucy Maud Montgomery books yep. um, of the same titles, so this this series, the TV series the books, are all about family. Yeah, and in but in the most beautiful context possible. Listen, the the show is about a, a family both immediate and extended who live in this little island in yep. Canada and the misadventures they get into the drama they have takes place around the turn of the century. It's beautiful. It's wonderfully acted It has great guest stars. And it's just a magical, magical story. But what I also love is at the heart of, of both um, the original movies and books and the TV show, the, the central characters, both Sarah Pauly and, um, Anne of Green Cables um, and Shirley, is you have an orphan. Both of these oh, um, yes. young people are orphaned. And so all of a sudden we see that our protagonists, just like we talked on the episode, didn't, weren't given what they were made to have, right? Because yeah. Not because of even dysfunction, but because of tragedy, right? Yeah. Their parents died. And so now they are alone in the world. And what you see is that both of these characters are adopted into yeah. a family. Uh, Anne into Marilla and her brother and um, Sarah into Anne Hetty and the greater extended family. And both of these characters are adopted into a family. And you see that their strength, their growth, and the redemption arc to their stories comes from being adopted, from being yeah. included into an unconditional we are. Are your people now. Yes, and it, and it, it wasn't just fringes. Friendships. friendships are important in this, but it, it was no, no, no. You're not just someone we live in our house. You you share our name now. You are ours. Yes. and you are unconditionally, um, unequivocally loved, valued, and accepted no matter what. And so I just think it's a beautiful testament to the power of yeah. family, even in the context of uh, where things have gone wrong, where the ideal wasn't met. And I think, aside from that, they're they're just funny muslins first role was in Road to Avonlea. So if you're a Ryan Gosling fan, wow. uh, you need to go watch the series. Yeah. But it, they're so good. I wanna go back through them with my kids one day. So they're just Absolutely. so good. So that is one of my blessings. And uh, if you like it, uh, let me know, because I love meeting with people like, I grew up in that too, because no <laughs> it's like, it's weird, like little wink. Like you grew up in that, I grew up on that. It's kind yeah. of an obscure Canadian show, but a lot of people who love it will love it. Um, yeah. The next thing I'm gonna bless is a movie that we all saw um on one of our movie nights uh, yes. and this is a pretty controversial movie right now surprisingly I, so yeah weirdly so right um so the movie is called dear evan handsome and yeah. i have been singing the soundtrack for years since it g- first came out on broadway here in new york i didn't get to see it I didn't, not that rich um <laughs> but um i love the music and love the story but we finally went and saw the movie in lieu of seeing the broadway yeah. and I I absolutely loved it, it was beautiful. It it is about a young man who is struggling with mental illness, you know, check mark for me, um, first of all, and struggling with um, uh, anxiety, check mark again, and struggling with just, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and it's just the, it's a coming of age tale and he gets caught in a lie, but the lie is something he did to help somebody. And so it's, and it's just beautiful. the songs are his inner world coming out of the character's inner world. Uh, The music is, human and gorgeous the performance of Ben Platt is just yeah absolutely awesome. um, stunning yeah and I absolutely loved it and um and I and, and we get out of the theater and I'm looking at the reviews it got murdered by reviewers yeah they hated it which is funny because everyone loved the play it won Tony's right, and yeah. all of a sudden the reviewers hate the music of the movie. And I'm going, that's so interesting. Yeah. But I, I won't even talk about that. That's a whole other episode why you yes. don't like it. <laughs> yeah. um, but the reason I liked it is because again, it shows the beauty and desire and need yeah. of family. And it shows the value of friends. And it does this all yes. in one movie. Yeah. Um, but there's a the beautiful scene in which um, Evan has kind of been adopted into this family. And then he has to, spoilers, everybody, if you don't want to know, spoilers. But he has to reckon with the lie he told to this family that really kind of got him adopted into it he's He's the son of a single yeah. mother who is working hard and and trying her best, and that also gives it gives single moms um voices yeah. and shows their plight, which I think is really valuable too. But you see that Evan wants to be in this family yeah. um and he has this desire to be taken care of and seen and uh, from this family unit, and it shows the deep desire that we all have to be yeah. a part of a well functioning loving family yeah. and it also shows um reality of someone who, who didn't have that yeah and there's this beautiful song by the single mom who talks about all the things i wish i could have given you and it's heartbreaking yeah. um and but you see this desire in evan and you see it um and and i think it's so beautiful because it gives you yeah. the real humanness and you know a lot of people i think because of growing up in 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 Detrimental families decide that they never wanted it anyway, and I don't think yeah. that's honest. I think yeah. I think I understand why they would say that, but I think the reality is all of us want a family, right? And yeah. I love that it gets to the honest human emotion. Man, I wish that I had yeah. a dad to play catch with. There's something broken
0: to take care of me. There's something broken that is is that can only be repaired by family. If you didn't have that. Um, mm. that's that they, and they get that, that this is, this, oh, it's not just, it's not a, it's something to try to say, oh, it's not a big deal as, a, and this is like, no, yeah. it is a big deal. And they do that really well.
1: Yeah, it is a big deal. And it also honors and, uh, respects the plight of the single mother yes. and everything she goes through and yep. everything that she's given him to, to, so everybody held these interesting tension things and really honoring, loving ways. Yeah. Agreed. And in glorifying ways, even yes. glorify the single mother who works so hard to raise him well and to love yeah. him. And so it's just a beautiful um, movie, the music that I love and I think is to the heart of what we all desire. And I'm all about the intrinsic desires. Yeah. Um, and I just love the music, too. I, I still great. sing it and yeah. tear up when I hear, um, you know, you will be found. So, yeah, yeah
0: I loved it. Um, so, curses oh that's right curses oh man it's funny you you're think such a nice had- guy you just hate like saying mean things about people i know that's the I issue do. <laughs> oh man
1: but you know i can go with an old one i'll first curse that i've already cursed i won't get myself too much trouble friends yeah um i i just I like friends on many levels and I know that so many people listening right now love it um first of all by the way how i met your mother forever because it yeah, showed me much better friends than and much family better. by the yes. way no but they do it they show i didn't mean to talk about this but Juxtapose they show the value and beauty of friendships, and they also show the value and beauty of family. You see the Marshall and Lily family and how important that is. You see that Marshall and his parents and his family are so important that rips him apart, um, you know, when something bad happens. So that's a better show. I'm sorry, it's also just funnier. But friends, ah, man, it was one of the original, like you were mentioning, Joseph, one of the original places where they started saying, You don't need family, you have friends, you can, yeah. And I'm and I'm watching this going, If this is real life. These people would hate each other. It's yeah. so dysfunctional. Yeah. He slept with her, who's in, in and also him. And then they then I'm going, this isn't realistic. This isn't yeah. what friend groups look like, especially considering how they treat each other and act. And I'm going, this yeah. is absolutely awful. And I hate to tell you, it's not funny. It's not funny, <laughs> yeah. everyone. And I it's, <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is what's gonna get you canceled, Nathan. Is you yeah, said this if will if be friends, the thing. friends get not funny. No, I, I, agree. I, I should I, say it's not funny to me yeah it's no it's true I agree with your comparison with how I met your mother I mean is, is and I agree with you whole the idea it's it was the thing that's it was one of the big things that said that friends as family is a good replacement for family whereas I'd say um, they even said it's a preferable, preferable place yes it's preferable it's preferable to family yes whereas how Much Your Mother does a great job of showing the interwoven aspect of it—that it's a, you know, a mm. network of families. Like you have a family, the husband and wife, who has their friends that they've adopted into their fold, who then creates, you know, that it's an interlocking, interdependent mix. Whereas Friends yeah. basically says this can replace it, which, but again, and are also yes, How Much Mother is just better social commentary. It's better jokes. It's everything better about it. But agreed. Uh, not Sorry, biased at all. we're not buying. That'll all. be the thing. Yeah, <laughs> we just lost a lot of listeners. <laughs> gained a you, hopefully. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, you Gained much more discerning listeners. Um, <laughs> <'cause>, um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, oh man. So those are. My, oh wait,
1: did I have another curse? I did. I'm gonna be cursing really quickly. Um, it's just a movie that I've been forced to watch by for some reason um, by a good amount of people. Um, <laughs> By people, I mean people I've dated, and oh, no. <laughs> um, it's called The Family Stone. I don't even have like an insightful reason why I hate this movie. I wish I could. I'm sure if you watch it, you could explain to me why I hate it. I just, I just really dislike this movie. Even though it's filled with actors I really loved, even though there's great performances, I just, I really dislike The Family Stone. And that is my big deep reason. I just don't like it, so I'm cursing
0: that one. I'm sorry. Fair, fair enough. It's about a family, and it's bad. So you're cursing it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Didn't get deep on that one, but you know, go simple. It's okay. It's okay. Well, we we forgive you. You you gave a very deep Thanks. talk this entire time. A lot of deep things. You can have a slightly less deep curse. Um, okay. Good. Yes. Uh, so yes. All right. So I'm going to. I'll try to keep my mind quick. Uh, my recommendations, uh, particularly, um, if. The two movies that are great in both in showing the uh, beauty of, of of family and friend groups and friend groups built around families that um that support the friendships and vice versa are game night um interesting yes which is it's about you know people who are okay, friendships that build a job, marriage and the marriage that then interlocks with other relationships to create a very strong friend group that can, um, where be of love and support and accountability and things like that. And that's, and and you do forge that family based on shared loves of playing games, but then you yeah. have the, to have and to hold for rich or for poor that sustains it over the long-term, mm-hmm. um, but is supported then by friends who support them in their drama that happens and their Mm. life and death drama and they need those friends in order to uh to sustain them in their life and death situation so that's a great one for that also another movie very much in the same vein tag (laughs) yeah actually which is about the commitment of friends that are uh, to build and continue their relationships that is both uh, seemingly sometimes threatened by the marriage relationships that gets other priorities, but then also supported yeah. by the marriage relationships and showing how that healthfully works together and how beautiful it is when that works together. Um, and how they're both needed and unique. Both too. needed and unique. Yes. Because um, you have the Jeremy Winter character
1: who says, no, marriage is providing something that you guys don't. Yep. And I want that. Yes. And I also want you.
0: Yes, Exactly. Um, for the families, and both of those are more adult comedies that show this. So, for the families, I'm going to bring out some classics. I mean, Coco does a great job of yeah. showing the need, not only for families, but for intergenerational families and need. Oh, actually... we didn't even touch on that. It's true. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, that's a, where, and the need to, because that's what helps support. That's in many ways one of the arguments of why nuclear families today are toxic in many ways is because they don't have the support of. Intergenerational mm. and larger mm. communities of families, and sort of and that's what was the thing with like David Brooks when he kind of brought up the here's what we used to have, we don't have that anymore. It's like, oh, that's actually maybe should be the solution is to have support around families, and that's what I say is, and sometimes what that needs is means forgiving your uh, ancestors and previously, like in order to continue that, and that's something that Coco shows. I think like, oh, that's beautiful. Um, and so it's so that's that's really great, and of course. Incredibles, which is one of the yes. best movies about families out there that exists, and one of the best Pixar movies ever. Just... Yep. And that shows... Just movies. Ever. Just movies. Yeah, it's just great movies. But it also shows what of the threats to families can be, again, your own desire for a dream that's outside of it. Um, mm. And and how you need to... It, it takes, again, to have a hold to Richard rapport this has to be your commitment against other things in many cases, in all cases. So that's um aside from god but so that's i think it's like bless so bless those four it's like you know two adult comedies that get at this and two for families um in terms of curses uh, i'm gonna curse a couple i'm gonna curse uh uh i'm gonna curse a really odd duck thing is uh old childhood classic the tigger movie um, <gasps> <laughs> i love Bigger movie how dare you <laughs> i know we're going to get a how lot of people who the same you? way my i was, as a kid what i didn't like about it was the fact that it took the character i liked because he was full of joy and made him the character that the entire Emo. movie he has no joy <laughs> and that's so true um, i didn't think about that and again i don't even mind you, you should show balance and nuance, like he's not always happy. I get that. But he was literally happy no time during that movie, except maybe beginning or the end. Um, We're also kids. We need to bounce. We need to have bounce a little money, But it. also, I guess an adult, what I realized is it did very explicitly tell kids that you can replace your family with friends. Because he spends the whole movie say, expressing, like in Dear Evan Hansen, that need for family and desire to have Tiggers who are just like him and family. And then at the end, it says you don't need that because you've got your mm-hmm. friends who are your family. And that's, I think, again, saying you can replace one or the other is a damaging is a very damaging well, message. Usually, it is
1: Joseph. But if your friends are Pooh Bear and Rabbit and Kanga <laughs> and Rue and Owl and Piglet, um, then I think you're probably. I,
0: I, will, accept, you're, I will accept. Your te- I will accept your <laughs> counter argument. I will accept your <laughs> counter argument. I will accept that. Um, and then I'm going to just curse. I'm going to. I'm going to curse. Oh, I was. thinking. Thought of something else to curse. Uh, no, I said. I'm, I'm going to curse um, the national lampoon uh vacation <laughs> movies because yeah, i think they're terrible jokes oh, yeah they they're terrible jokes and they also they 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 say like this is this is what a and they do start of say this is what a family is and what it's you can hope for it to be and it's not a very good picture but also mostly it's just not it's just terribly not funny. I
1: wasn't allowed to watch them and the reason given wasn't the crudity it was given that's not a good picture of a family and we're not like that because it is interesting. You know, I didn't think about it as a kid. I just wanted to watch silly things happen by Chevy Chase, but it is interesting because it's basically kind of saying families are awful and that's just what it is. And my mom was like, no, families are
0: beautiful (laughs) and wonderful and great. Um, there There is some damage that has been done over the years of saying that this is what a family is like. And that's, mm. and there's, there's no alternative to that. There's no alternative to the dad being a doofus, you know, that's.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. what's and- wasn't allowed to watch those McGuire because um because
0: the, because the parents were too dumb. Maybe, you know, again, maybe you shouldn't ban your kids from watching all things like that, but still I think that's, you know, I don't well, think that drift too. uh, Oh, the Midriff. Well, well, that's that's where you draw the line. You got to draw the line at the drift. In the bin. Kim Possible, same thing, same thing. But yeah, I don't think, there are many movies and shows that have redeeming qualities that can redeem some negative stereotypes about families. National Lampoon Series is not one of them. Um, Yeah. So, okay, awesome. So, I will, uh, that's very cool. So, any place where people, if you want to get in touch with us or want to get in touch with you, where should they go, Nathan?
1: Well, first, as we mentioned, go to the Overthinkersjournal.com or go to our private Facebook group. We'd love to have you. And if you want to get in touch
0: with me, you can go to nathanclarkson.me or search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any of the socials. Fantastic. You can find me at josephholmstudios.com. You can find me also on the Overthinkers Journal, the private Facebook group of the Overthinkers, and you can find me on all the socials as well. Well, this was a lot of fun. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And remember, if it's worth thinking about it's worth overthinking about.